As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We're excited about the win. I think that what a credit to Coach Desai and the defensive guys that come out here and get four straight turnovers, getting after uh, Joe Burrow, great quarterback, uh, affecting them up front and, um, and taking advantage of these opportunities. It's Hogan Johns. Dalton to the end zone. It's Robinson for the touchdown. Burrow throws. Intercepted. Roquan Smith all the way. The pick six for Roquan Smith. And it's intercepted. Jalen Johnson. Pressure up the middle. He's hit it. It's a third straight pick. A third straight interception. This one for Angelo from NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. He ran hard. He runs hard. He's a hard runner. He was all over the field. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. He was unbelievable. He's twitchy. Lights out. He's a maniac. It's The Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. The presenting sponsor for today's episode of Hogan Johns is Visa, a network working for everyone. Well, there it is. The Bears' first win of the season and Justin Fields is your quarterback. We told you you weren't going to have to wait too long. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like, like man, you got the excuse you needed, right? To, you know, Andy Dalton gets hurt on, uh, like, a non-contact play. Actually made a great play scrambling out of bounds. Yeah. And, but we'll see. It doesn't sound too serious. No, it doesn't for Andy Dalton. But uh, an interesting situation now because, uh, first of all, Dalton played great when he was out there. And I think it's also fair to say that the offense probably took a step back, at least operationally, in terms of just operating the offense and clicking and just being in sync once Justin Fields came in. But at the same time, like... Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. It's, not, it's not surprising. No, no, he needs to go through all that. And that's what everybody's been like. All the pro play fields crowd, I, I guess you and I are both in it. Like, that's what he has to experience. He has to get through those cadence issues. He has to face zero blitzes where the defender drops, you know, where the linebacker drops and cuts off his hot route. Like, he's got to experience these things. He's got to get over even, like, a dropped touchdown pass by Allen Robinson. He's got to learn to get over that and go to the next play. He needs the experiences. That's the number one thing in his development, man. Absolutely. So, welcome in. Post-game episode, Bears win, one and one You can follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you should be watching us on YouTube. If you are, you can see us inside Soldier Field right now as we recap our suite. Our suite. This is our suite. 
We have been using the suite long enough that it should be ours. Yeah, yeah. They love us here. They, they come <laughs> and give us a thumbs up all the time. Dead serious. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, but plenty to talk about here. Make sure you check out our post-game reaction, too, up on theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns for him. NBCSportsChicago.com for me. I already have first things up there. We got first things now. We got first things and ten things. You like things. Lots of things. There's things. He likes his things. And there's things to talk about here. Uh, careful with that one. <laughs> Um, I so here's I, here's what I think the headline was actually from Matt Nagy's press conference after the game. Asked directly right at the end yeah. if Dalton's healthy, is he your starter? And he says, "I'm not going. I'm not playing that game because yeah. he, he knows, right?" I had yeah. this little mini rant over this podcast, but he knows. Once you go down this road, you can't go back. Yeah, you know, he got the excuse he needed. It, it had to be an injury. I know. It, you know, it's it's an unfortunate excuse that to have is what I'm trying to get at, but. The excuse is there. It's built in for him. And once you go down this road of playing Justin Fields, prepping Justin Fields to be your starter, you don't go back. He's your guy. Yeah. I, I still think I, – well, I agree with you. Let me be clear. But I do think that if they really wanted to – this is, I think, where we find out how much of this was really trusted Andy Dalton over Justin Fields and how much of it was – Kind of fulfilling the promise, oh, or yeah. because, because if they wanted to, if they really do trust Andy Dalton more than Justin Fields, there's enough in this game that if Dalton, you know, miraculously showed up to practice Wednesday and was good to go, they could say, "All right, we're sticking to the plan." Justin's still not quite ready. We saw that in the game. There was some false starts. There were he threw a couple balls late in his progression. It seemed like there was the interception. I'm just saying, the, there are built-in excuses there to go back to Andy Dalton. I don't think that's what's going to happen. We also don't know how injured he is. I mean, well, if he couldn't return, he went from questionable to doubtful. That shows. Well, Nagy did say Nagy yeah. did say in an emergency he could have come back out there okay, and finished yeah, the game. That's true. He did. So that I think at least opens up the door to him being healthy enough to be the backup next week. And then if that's the case, then we know that the switch has been made. It's been made then Justin Fields. At the same time, though, like I think we also saw in that game how you know maybe if you actually handed it over to Justin, he knows he's a starter. He gets all the reps in practice. Things can be better than they were today. Going like they had to readjust the whole game plan at halftime and things like that because you know the play call change the cha- the plays change. You couldn't just let him be a drop back quarterback. I thought because the protection there for a while wasn't that great no, in this game. No, so. I think they probably stay. Uh, a full game week with the starters would be fantastic for the kids. Yeah. Like, like we've been talking about this. I think we did a podcast in here after the first preseason game, saying that he should get those snaps in. He didn't get them. Now he has to get them. Right. Um, it was interesting to hear them articulate what they're actually doing with him in practice during these like scout team weeks for mm-hmm. him. So he has to repeat all the plays um, that Matt Nagy is calling. And then he does that with quarterbacks coach Johnny Filippo. And then he runs through all the plays. Now there's nobody out there. He's doing it all on air with a couple of the scout team receivers. But there's some extra prep going on. But it's nothing like actually being able to throw to Allen Robinson a bunch of times in practice. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. That's going to pay dividends into the next game. So let's talk a little bit about some of the plays, at least from what I saw from my perspective up here. So obviously the... The interception was the big one that people are going to focus on. I like the explanation. It was showing cover zero, and on the cover zero, the hot throw was right where he threw it. Underneath crossing route by Marquise Goodwin. So it's right. So he 
he went to the right spot if it really was cover zero. Now, he got tricked because that linebacker ended up dropping off right to where he was throwing it, which was the whole point of what the Bengals were doing on that play. And that gamble worked out for them. And they took advantage of a rookie quarterback there. So that's, to me, that's a perfect example of a play that you have to go through experience. The same stuff with the Caden stuff. And, you know, him not working as much with Sam Mustafer may have contributed to those false starts. Um, So maybe that's something that practice helps with. But all those things, getting that out of your system now, they're correctable. And that's the kind of stuff I'm not worried about. And he had a lead to make the mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't like some close game or even the beginning of the game. The Bears had a comfortable lead. Yes, it got Bears dice. We, we know how Bears games go with this, right? But um, he had a lead to make mistakes with it. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. he, he was, it's good. If he's going to make these mistakes, this is the way you want him to have it. Now, he, it doesn't really cost you when it came close to costing you win, but it didn't. And I, I just think there's there's like a few things that stand out to me. One, it's like that perfect deep ball. I threw to Allen Robinson. You got to catch it that Right? Yeah, you got to catch the ball right in the numbers. Um, there was a hot read to Cole Komet where, remember that play where he got lit up in the preseason? Where there was oh, a yes. Block? Yes, and, and this time he threw it. It was hot uh, uh, to Cole Komet. It was like a one-yard game, but the ball was out of his hands. He didn't take the hit. And then, like, when you needed the biggest play of the game, like third and nine on your own 26, I believe, he breaks a tackle, he eludes the pressure, and he gets you the first down with his legs. Like, that is the things we've been talking about, to go back to our things. It's the play beyond the play. Right, and, and in that same situation, as good as Andy looked early in the game, actually scrambling yeah, a little yeah. bit, he would have been tackled because Justin Holmes was tackled yeah, from behind yeah. on that play. So there would have been a lot a of quarterbacks would have been tackled. Now, the, the throw to Allen Robinson, I love that play. Uh, we could see it developing perfectly from the press right, box. It, it looked like... You know, some variation of potentially two-man on that side. It looked like there was going to be at least a safety over the top to help to that side of the field. And right at the snap, that over-the-top help rotated over to the middle of the field. I, I don't know if it was single higher, but whatever. He moved to the middle of the field. I have to go back and watch it. And what that left was a very obvious, we can see from the press box, all of a sudden one-on-one opportunity with Allen Robinson running the go. And... Justin saw it perfectly. Like he read, and it was it, it was a late rotation too. I mean, that's the type of stuff you see in the NFL. That's they don't quite do at the same level at the college level. And he saw it perfectly. He threw a great ball, and so that one had to hurt. Like if you're <laughs> if you're a decision maker wondering how much money to pay Allen Robinson, that's the type of play where yeah. you're like, come yeah. on, man, because it's it's the rookie quarterback too who reads the play perfectly, throws it perfectly, and if you want to get paid like the big-time receivers, that's just a, a ball you have yeah, to catch right. 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, yeah. It's – you ran a route past 10 yards, number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number, number one. And you have a quarterback who can hit those deep passes, and, like, it, Mr. Bissy just couldn't do that. Let's just be honest. That ball had precision, had velocity. Some of his throws just look effortless. Those are the type of throws that we saw consistently throughout training camp. I and mean, people – I don't want to get too carried away with him because it is training camp, but that's what we saw. We saw deep balls like that hitting his receiver in stride. Uh, and like Rodney Adams was making those catches. Allen Robinson has to make that. Even like the back shoulder jump ball, um, I know some people on Twitter thought maybe Allen Robinson has to come down with that as a number one wide receiver. But, uh, again, that's probably – those are more timing routes that with, with more opportunities in practice to work together to be sorted out. Now, my one concern – 
is just the one thing that we've actually been talking about since the draft, which is one of the frequent criticisms you do hear about Justin Fields is sometimes he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. And I did see a couple instances. I'm not saying this isn't correctable. It just kind of it was a thing. I think there were two or three throws that were a touch late that turned out to be incomplete because they were just a touch late. One of them was the ball to Mooney. Um, I guess that oh, would have been a third down. I think it was in that end zone on that side of the field. But uh, he was coming across, and it ended up going out of bounds. Yeah, right here. Yeah, okay. There, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, I think that could have been a potential touchdown. If he if he throws that, and I could see it too developing, and it just looked like he, he, he wasn't sure if it was going to be open because there were two guys trailing Mooney, and it was a little bit of a gutsy throw. But if he throws it just a touch earlier, it's inbounds, and I think Mooney has a chance to make that play. So that's just one example. I think there were two or three like that within the game. So it just, again, I think that comes with experience and just speeding up that clock. with those guys. Um, and trusting, yeah, yeah getting yeah. that chemistry and trusting yourself to make the throw. What, what I like about that throw is there was a similar route. I don't know if it was the exact play, but that one where he just threw the pass right off the fingertips of Darnell Mooney. Like it, he told us after the game, Mooney did that. He thought he was just a step behind uh, that pass, but then he hit this. He hit that play again. At least it looked like a similar route yeah. from my vantage point. Um, you like him going back after it? Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think the numbers on this one are, are going to look that great. Justin himself said he didn't think he played that great. It can certainly be better, but I didn't see anything that was really concerning. And there was a number of plays that were left out there that should have been on a stat sheet, like the Allen Robinson touchdown catch. That offensive P.I. they called that oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. In general, this whole game was... That was the play right after the drop touchdown, wasn't it? That was it, for a first down? Yeah. I think so. I mean, the whole game was over-officiated, I thought. They were just flag-happy. What? Clapping. The penalty. Oh, yeah. Well, that one I had a problem with, though, yeah. because it teaches those You pick up a loose ball. So instead, now, it was just an incomplete pass, but you are taught to pick up every loose yeah. ball. So if you're instead of instead of picking up a ball, you're clapping over an opponent, I didn't mind them yeah. flag. I hate the rule, but I didn't mind them throwing that flag because that was just stupid. And then the, Joe Burrow did a great job on the uh, late hit out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, good flop. you could tell he slowed up on purpose to try to draw the contact, and then it was like he had been like <laughs> hit by yeah. a bazooka. Yeah. Uh, but Robert Quinn's got to be smarter, man. Yeah, eliminate all contact. The contact was yeah, well yeah, out yeah, of bounds, yeah, yeah, even yeah, if he yeah, flopped. Yeah, you have to avoid it. I get why some defenders don't want to avoid the contact. The hit on the quarterback is always feels a little bit good, but. They're going to call it every single time, especially when the guy ends, ends up on the ground. Yeah, you got to do it between the lines, though. Yeah. Um, all right, the defense, though, is not, uh, the other big story from this game, and they certainly rebounded. Yeah. And, you know, it got a little dicey there at the end, a couple garbage time touchdowns. Well, the offense didn't help, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden it was a three-point game. But uh, three interceptions on three straight throws. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah. And yeah. that's the type of – you know, all this stuff about the takeaway bucket and this emphasis on takeaways, I was starting to get concerned because now all of a sudden you're in the second half of the second game and you haven't taken the ball away a single time yet. Uh, and they started to do that. And, it, and all of a sudden it starts kind of steamrolling the way you could feel it. And this felt a little bit like 2018, right? Because all of a sudden you start to see that first takeaway. And now all of a sudden the defense is starting to take the game over more and more and more. They and come they, in bunches. They come in bunches. Yeah, absolutely do come in bunches. The... Roquan Smith one was extremely impressive. Like, you saw that play just the, the way he was reading Joe Burrow over the middle. Like, that, that is an all-pro 
caliber play that he made right there. And then to get into the end zone, they actually run over Burrow a little bit on the way into the end zone too. I mean, that is a special play. A player who wasn't voted to the top 100 in the NFL Network's list by his peers. Uh, a player who got no love for the Pro Bowl last year, no All-Pro nods or anything. Like, he deserves attention. And those are types of plays that will get him a lot of attention. Now, he is, I mean, he is the Bears' best defender right now, man. Yeah, I think so. And by the way, I think Jalen Johnson is off to a great start yeah. too. I thought going back and watching the game last week, he played outstanding and he was he was great again today. He gets that interception too because that's been elusive for him uh in his young career. So he gets the interception. Then uh it was Ogletree who tipped the pass, right? That ended up going to blast him. So that's the type of stuff you want to see. Uh, I thought Sean Desai had a great game. Yeah. You know, he really adjusted the last week. They had um Robert Quinn's first sack was a stunt they ran on the right side with both Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn lined up to that same side. And Mack ran up the field to, you know, take two blockers out. Quinn looped underneath through the open gap. And that's the type of creativity you like to see that I just feel like they started to get away from a little bit too much under Pagano. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the uh, Roquan Smith INT. That was one where right at the snap, they moved to Sean Gibson over to that side of the field. It was like everybody shifted towards that side, and the uh, they were targeting who they they were targeting Boyd on that play, I think, right? And he kind of ran right into that open area where Gibson vacated, but obviously Roquan Smith dropped back, and so Burrow's thinking, oh, I got this big open space. Meanwhile, the linebacker came underneath. And yeah, so that, that, that was just... I thought Sean Desai, great players are making great plays, but Sean Desai today schemed up a lot of things really yeah, well. Yeah, put them in position to, uh, to succeed, as they yeah. always say. And then Roquan Smith's uh, sack. Mm-hmm. Well-timed again. He was actually in the left or so the right slot of the offense, and he came unblocked, but he times it so well. He's it, such a good blitzer. And he gave Christian Jones credit for that because he said that uh, Christian Jones ran – Underneath, I have to go back and watch that. I didn't even realize Cheese was on the field yeah. actually on that play. But he, anyway, he talked about it after the game and said that that Christian ran through underneath, I think, which opened up that the whole edge for him to go get the quarterback, and it worked out. Yeah, great game by Sean. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash adam. That's linkedin.com slash adam to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions apply. All right, so here's the question. Two weeks in, they lose to the Rams pretty significantly, but they were kind of in the game for a while. This week, it looked like they were going to run away with it. Honestly, they would have if Allen Robinson catches that ball. And Justin Fields would have had a rushing touchdown, too, of Jimmy Graham. Oh, the blocks that guy in the south end zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you asking? I think the Bears are who we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. what Which team are they? Do we know? Yeah. Well, I didn't think the defense was as bad as they were in week one. They had some mental mistakes that led to big, big, big games. Well, well, let me put it this way then, because you kind of you talked about in our preview episode on Thursday about how this was like it felt like a bigger game than it should yeah, be in week yeah. two. I think because we were both a little bit concerned that this stuff could snowball. Yeah, there's been so much chatter about the quarterback, and now the defense just looked that bad in week one. So at a minimum, they got over that hump, yeah. right? Like even if they come back oh, and lose to Cleveland yeah. next week, they didn't have the disastrous loss that was maybe on the table. Right, yeah, well, especially facing a young team, right? If a young team came into here in the season opener at Soldier Field and beat the Bears up, then you get serious problems. Look, I still think the Bears had problems at Nickelback, problems at left tackle. Like, Jermaine Fetty, I think, had two false starts today. That's not good. Um, Sam Mustafer, I think he missed a few things there. I have to watch the film, but, like, obviously some blocks were missed, but, like, some of the concerns that we had going into this game are still there, but... I never thought they were as bad as they were against the Rams, especially in the second half. Let's not forget it was, what, a 13-7 game at halftime? One-score game, then things got away from them. But we'll see. They're not going to get four takeaways every game, but they're better. Like, they can get one or two. This is a good defense. I don't know if it's top 10. Maybe can flirt with 11 or 12, but they're not one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, they're, prob- I'm getting at. they're probably somewhere in the middle. But, you know, I find next week's game to be really interesting. You're going and playing a good Cleveland team. They were dealing with some injuries today. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get some updates on that. I think Landry might be out, and Baker, I guess, came back in the game. But that was all going on at the same time, so don't know the specifics. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, it's a game that I'm sure the Browns are already favored in, haven't checked yet. But, you know, maybe pull off a surprise or you at least come out of that yeah. game feeling confidence. But if Justin Fields is the starter, which I think right now we're assuming he will be, it's a tough test for him against that defense. Yeah, it's very good defense. And you got to expect, again, like, I, I think people, at least from, like, the Mitch Trubisky experience, you know there's going to be some some problems. Now, I think he's a better prospect than Trubisky is. Um, I think he can make throws that Trubisky never can, can, should never attempt. But, like, preparing yourself uh, for those as fans, I think, is important. But Matt Nagy's going to have to embrace him, himself for those, too, because you have to coach your team around those, those mental mistakes that Justin Fields has to experience for his development. Yeah, I go back to you know what you said up to the top too. Is like this kind of gives them the excuse, yes, to oh, make yeah, the move, yeah. the kind of thing that they were looking for. Look, I do know this. As as much as people have been upset with how this has been handled, I do know they love Justin Fields. Yeah. Absolute fact. I do know they wanted to play Justin Fields. You always want to play the guy you draft, the big move you make. Uh, they just want to make sure they do it right. And you know, I I think it's. It, it's going to be really hard for them to go back to Dalton, even if he shows up to practice Wednesday. I just think that, that it just opened up the door enough. And you saw enough good things in this game that, yeah, boy, you can't go back to Dalton. No, right? no. I mean, you can make some jokes like Andy Dalton's going to show up to practice on Tuesday and be like, 100%, fine, I feel good, guys. <laughs> he really did not want to get out of this game. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, you feel for that storyline a bit. You know, you feel for where his career is at. But this was inevitable. Now they have their excuse to stick with it. That's why I think Matt Nagy did 
didn't want to say anything. That's why I think even Akeem Hicks, when asked about Justin Fields, he didn't the, really want to answer the question. Because they, like, yeah. they know how good Justin Fields can be, but they don't like Andy Dalton. Yeah. It's fair. You don't want to throw, by praising one guy, you don't want to throw the other guy under the bus. But I think the Bears, especially in that locker room, know what they have in Justin Fields. I did know, I don't know if you noticed this, um, after the touchdown to start the game that Dalton had, that was a great drive. Yeah. Outstanding drive. Uh, the touchdown throw, the offensive line mobbed him. And yeah. look, you always celebrate with your own line, but it was more than normal. Yeah, it's yeah. against his former team. It was a great drive. Yeah. You could tell those guys how much they love Andy Dalton because they, they really want to pick him up and celebrate him yeah. for, for the way that that game started. So I do have to say, for a guy who handled this pretty with, much as well as he, he possibly yeah. could, it, it does suck to see it like be injury. Yeah, you know, like because he didn't want to come out of that game. He tried to go back in. Um, sounds like he. he pro- I bet you, if we asked him and we didn't get to talk to him after the game, he probably would have said, "I could have finished." The yeah, game. but it's not like you're a Ted Lasso fan, right? Look I'm who's going to watch a Ted Lasso. I love it though. Um, what's his name? Uh, Roy Kent. What's his name? Right? It's yeah. His name? But yeah. like, it's it's like I won't compare it to that because I just saw the episode. But like. Dalton kind of went out on top here, right? He threw the touchdown pass. He was celebrated with his fans. That's with, true. With, with his teammates. You know, made a big play. Got them to lead. And then the injury happens. And he gets to leave. I don't want to say graciously, but this is football. This is what happens. You know, injuries happen. This is part of the business. It's it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of quarterbacks who have taken over for their respective teams whose careers have started this way. Yeah. I just think of, like, the most successful quarterback of all time. Took over the New York <laughs> Patriots. Like this is how it happened. At least sometimes this is just how the stories go. It's how Tom Brady's career began in New England. Man. You got through season one pretty quick. Yeah, I love that show. All of a sudden, I hear you're watching it. Now you're already at the episode, <laughs> and you're giving away spoilers on here. If you haven't watched season one of Ted Lasso by now, that's on you. Yeah. Very season good. two, don't spoil anything because I haven't had time yeah. to watch it yet. One episode. In. Yeah. Wow, you're ahead of me. No, I watched the first episode, but yeah, a little too busy. Gotta yeah, work on those special teams. Yeah. yeah, we'll get back on it. No, no questions about that though. Uh, Jason McHugh was at the game today. Yeah, I saw. I was surprised to give you our time in the big, uh, big screen. Uh, well, I did uh, see him in. I did see him in this in the uh, stands. I told him I was upstairs watching film. Yeah, good. So, yeah, make, we'll make those liar. I was not lying. <laughs> I have a lot of witnesses over there. <laughs> I was not lying. A uh, little pregame film action. All right. Well, hey. Fans get what they want. Yeah. Season definitely. Uh, look on the uh, on the spectrum of possibilities today. Complete disaster with Andy Dalton with the defense. Another loss. It could have been ugly. And, and let's not underwrite that the Bears actually won this game because we've seen yeah. we've seen a lot. We've covered a lot of collapses right in this stadium, and that collapse was averted by a third down scramble by your young quarterback. Which, yes, I, and I, that's why we should not minimize that play and that sequence because the quarterback did come after the interception. He came out and did just enough yeah. to get the win, and that was on him at the end um, as well as the defense was playing. So they had to get the first down so that you just sealed the victory. Yeah. They got yeah. it done. So that's what I was getting at. They win the game. Justin Fields is the quarterback. Assuming that stays the same, we'll we'll see. It'll be an interesting week at House Hall, and then we'll see what he can do against a very good Cleveland Rounds team coming up in week three. Yeah, won't be an easy. No. Very good defense. Well, we'll be there next week. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, I want to tune in Tuesday. 
got something special going on for you for that episode. And then we'll be back at it previewing things on Thursday as well. Week three. Bears one and one. Sounds pretty good. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Justin Fields to the 